What's up, losers? Today we're going to be looking into the eccentric billionaire Howard Hughes. Actually, I don't think he was a billionaire, but he was a very rich man. Uh, there was a movie made about him called Aviator, starring Leonardo DiCaprio in sometime in the 2000s. Now, I actually don't know much about Howard Hughes, and I only got interested in this because of the episode I did on LiDAR. Um, LiDAR was invented at one of Hughes's companies. So there's too much to get into really for this to be 10 minutes, but I will give you a brief rundown and um, hopefully you'll learn something. So Howard Hughes was an American business magnate, aviator, film director, and philanthropist born on Christmas Eve 1905 in Humble, Texas. Uh, he was the only child of Aline Stone Gano and Howard Hughes Sr. His father was an inventor and a successful businessman who founded the Hughes Tool Company. Now, the Hughes Tool Company, um, it specialized in making oil drills, uh, stuff, stuff for the oil business. Hughes attended various public schools, private schools rather, in Boston and California, and then later in, enrolled at Caltech. However, he dropped out to pursue a career in Hollywood. Uh, he inherited a substantial fortune from his family's business, and uh, he founded the Hughes Aircraft Company in the 1930s, which became a major player in aviation and aerospace during the uh, World War II, producing military aircraft. So basically, he has this company, Hughes Aircraft Company, and they supplied a lot of planes to the Army, uh, Navy, and Air Force during World War II. But he wasn't just creating the planes, and by the way, he did invent some of the planes. For example, let's look at some of the planes he invented. He invented the H-1 Racer in 1935. He flew the H-1 Racer, a sleek and innovative aircraft that set a new world speed record of 352 miles per hour. Wow. Uh, I'm saying wow because that's like the 747s today go, I think, like 700, 800 miles an hour. So this is in 1935, though, so I guess that's impressive. Uh, the Spruce Goose H-4 Hercules. This is a huge plane. Uh, the Spruce Goose was a massive flying boat designed and built by Hughes in World War II. It had the largest wingspan of any aircraft at the time. While the Spruce Goose only had a one brief test flight in 1947, it remains an iconic example of Hughes' ambitious engineering endeavors. So basically, the Spruce Goose, it was uh, both a plane and a boat. It was like a, a boat plane, a seaplane, that's what it's called. Um, so anyway, let's get back to his companies. Right, so he um, started the Hughes Aircraft Company in the 1930s, and he set numerous speed and distance records. He invented the H-1 Racer and the H-4 Hercules, known as the Spruce Goose. Then, or rather concurrently, prior to that, uh, he was a Hollywood producer and director. In 1930, he created a movie called Hell's Angels. Now, Hell's Angels later became a motorcycle gang, but they were named after Howard Hughes' movie. I don't know what the plot is. Um, fuck it, let's look it up. Plot of Hell's Angels, 1930. I don't know why the gang would want to name their gang after this movie. A pre-code... What is that? Pre-code? Oh, okay. So it was between... It's like something about... It was like a silent film or some shit. Or like not quite silent. It was before sound movies. 
But anyway, um, it was the film was shot as a silent film plot. Roy and Monty Rutledge are very different British brothers. Straight-laced Roy loves idealizes a demure Helen, but Monty is a womanizer. Their German friend and fellow student Carl is against the idea of having to fight England if a war breaks out. Meanwhile, in Munich, Monty is caught in the arms of a woman. I don't know. It's very uh, Hemingway-esque. The sun also rises. A bunch of rich people cavorting. Who gives a fuck? I don't know why they would name their gang about it. Um. So, yeah, he had a career in Hollywood. He was a director and producer, Hell's Angels, and 1943, he pr produced and directed The Outlaw. Despite controversies and clashes with censors, Hughes made a significant impact on Hollywood during his career. Um, then he got involved in Las Vegas and real estate. He invested in Las Vegas real estate, where he acquired hotels and casinos, including the Desert Inn. He played a role in shaping the development of Las Vegas as a major entertainment destination. So how he did this is actually pretty interesting. So this guy, Howard Hughes, I don't know if you know this, he was a fucking nut. He was crazy. So what he did, he trusted the Mormons because they didn't drink or smoke or gamble. So all of his closest associates were Mormon business people. So what he did is he got connected with the Mormon church in Utah, and he used them as conduits to set up his Las Vegas empire. Um, so he acquired the Desert Inn, which was later purchased by uh, Wynn Industries. It's no longer on the Strip. Uh, but he also had the, he also owned the Sands Casino, which I'm sure you've heard of. But the way he got the Desert Inn was through uh, he was staying there one night and he like didn't want to check out and he didn't want to pay extra, so he just decided to buy the Desert Inn. He just bought the casino because he didn't want to leave. Uh, later in his career, he developed OCD, and uh, this is where most of the pop culture references, co references come from. There's an episode of The Simpsons where Monty Burns uh, buys a casino, and he stays up there looking at all the people through the cameras, and he wore tissue boxes on his feet. He never bathed because he was afraid of germs. Uh, he would eat the same meal every night. He, would eat, he was like in love with ice cream. He would piss in jars and keep them next to him, or keep them in a closet, like preserve his piss. Uh, he would never cut his nails, and he would wear tissue boxes on his feet. He was a crazy guy. Uh, he passed away April 5th, 1976, in Houston, Texas, at the age of 70. Um, one other thing that I wanted to say is he was connected to the CIA, allegedly. He started going crazy during MK Ultra, So there's some evidence that the government targeted him because... He was producing anti-government uh, propaganda, I guess, after the war. So he went crazy during MKUltra. So that's all. Thanks, listeners.